Welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Cameron, and I'm joined, as always, by my two wonderful co-hosts, Dave and Leonard. Dave, how are you this evening? I'm not doing too bad. It's It's been a week, but it's always been a week, so it's, yeah. it's good to be back on the old Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Leonard, how about you? Uh, I am doing fine. Uh, the my my little shadow monster has decided to keep quiet this week, so that's always <laughs> a plus, especially during recordings. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> well, down here in Australia, um, hi, we're back in lockdown down in Perth, but we're going to be all right. Um. All it means is I'm doing a lot of 3D printing, I guess. Uh, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah, uh, good to be back. And this episode, we are finishing up a previously begun topic. Uh, we are going to be looking at episodes 4, 5, 6, and 7 of Pacific Rim The Black, uh, available on Netflix. Um, yeah, watch it if you want to. Otherwise, just listen along for the ride. Um, this did go places. Uh, it was interesting, at least, I can say that much for it. Um, when last we had left our, um, I don't know if they're really heroes, they did kill a whole bunch of people by accident. Um, <laughs> intrepid trio. Yeah, our, our intrepid trio of um, a, a boy in a jar and a brother and sister. Um, <laughs> they had just run into uh, the group of people who live in a settlement called Bogan, because of course it is, um, <laughs> and met with their leader, Shane, who is a guy in a suit. He's awful. He's terrible. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the end, he uses a modified neural link to extract Taylor's memories, including that they have a Jaeger. Uh, and that's kind of where that episode leaves us off, um, which was an interesting twist. Uh, and we go right on from there, basically. Um, we get a little, get a little Fury Roadish. Uh, they've got a, they've got a whole convoy going on because, you know, out in the black, you need, well, you don't need a Jaeger, but if you can get your hands on one, I must assume it is quite the prize. I mean, I mean, you can you can rule you can rule the black with a Jaeger. I believe mm. Shane said something along those lines. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess if, yeah, you could just step on anyone you had to, <laughs> quite literally. Or, or or you could literally kidnap the leader of any other settlement, stick them mm. in that that modified uh, neural link machine, and just plant suggestions and then send them back <laughs> on their way but hey what do i know i mean mind control is significantly less fun and interesting than a giant robot <laughs> i mean yeah fair enough uh you know it's it's like a symbolic thing i know like they 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 say a lot about how it's hard to survive out in the black but honestly <laughs> They Shane seem to be doing pretty be well. Doing just <laughs> fine. Um, from from the small glimpses we hear of other groups of people, they seem to be doing just fine as well. Like, it's not great. It is the apocalypse, but it doesn't seem that crazy out there. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, as long as you're not in something that you see a city, it seems pretty okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of rural Australians who managed to nab a bunch of military gear. Uh, actually, yeah, no, I can see how that would go badly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, essentially, they they go on their way. They get back to Atlas Destroyer, which is just kind of sitting face down on the outskirts of the city. <laughs> sitting, lying. I can do words. Um, they they get the they start getting it up and running. There is a technician in the camp named Joel, uh, who is essentially drift candidating the entire camp. Uh, <laughs> under under duress. It's not he didn't yeah. want to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Um, again, Shane's not a nice man. Um, we uh, drift compatibility was never super well explained in the actual movies. It's just like you know you have to be in sync with someone, and the movies make it seem like you have to be particularly drift compatible with an exact person. But the the implication given here is like anyone can be quote-unquote drift compatible and as long as the two people piloting are it's all fine um but well it also seems like the the percent of people is low Mm. like yeah not not everybody can be a pilot in the first place and then you have to be compatible with your co-pilot so the odds of finding another person is far more slim they went through an entire uh rider boys or whatever these guys are called um yeah like 30 men <laughs> yeah and none of them were worth anything yeah although again they're sort of they're implying that it's like a personal flaw on those people's part you know these are these are not the best or brightest and perhaps that's the part of the problem as far as joel is concerned at least um but yeah, um, hey, it's not a good thing to do to constantly try and mind meld with a bunch of people. Um, and so, <laughs> poor sweet Joel uh, has quite the internal head injury. Um, it's not great. It's not a great time. Yeah, they. <laughs> I was I was kind of surprised that they introduced this character only to like halfway through the episode, um, apparently give him a stroke from all the. <laughs> attempted drift uh drifting mm. with with everyone and i was like oh um that's a direction that i wasn't expecting um especially mm. since this character was just introduced hey hey audience if you if you notice that i'm talking about the fact that this character was just introduced just just hold on to put a pin in that just for <laughs> a little bit because it's real important for for later yeah in like 20 minutes i think yeah something like that um but yeah it's not a great time um the jaeger systems obviously aren't happy about this either and send out a big warning which alerts uh an old friend copperhead which is apparently still has been following this jaeger the entire way out to the uh out towards the coast uh and with Nothing, uh, nothing else to do to get this, uh, this Jaeger out of there. Shane forces, uh, Taylor, um, the younger sister of the pair of our sibling protagonists, to co-pilot with May, uh, the mysterious lady with a gun, who apparently just follows his orders. 
uh, and they they um they're not super compatible with each other. They're both drift compatible, but their actual personalities and like goals are not aligned, and so they're not great co-pilots. Yeah, my my head's a bad place to be, princess, and I'm like, yeah, oh. edgy May, you're an oh, assassin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I murder people, and you wouldn't like that little girl. And I'm like, oh, man. Hey there, Shadow. Where's Sonic and Knuckles? It's a little bit like that. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Taylor, for her part, is trying to be brave and wants to actually fight Copperhead and attempts to do so. And because they're uncoordinated and unsynced, the Kaiser just tears the arm off the Jaeger and swallows it like... uh, like a big old hot dog, just gulps that thing down. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, so now we have a one-armed Jaeger, uh, and no one ready to pilot it. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, uh, just that, yeah, yeah, and they were specifically told not to engage as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't engage, don't engage. Come on, this 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 mech is the most valuable thing in the entire world now. <laughs> yeah, that, that part... Uh, it's May and Haley. That does it. That works for two Haley. seconds, oh, and yeah. Haley um, can't do that. So Taylor jumps in. Yeah. Yes, that was. And it. And then it's Taylor, class. the brother, and May, and May's trying to run, but Taylor, when they did their sync, he mm. he absorbed like her anger. Yeah, bits right. of her anger. So then he wanted to kill all monsters because that's uh, that's internally what she wants to do. Um, monsters in general, yeah. not just Jaegers. I mean, uh, not just kaiju. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he has a sense, like an inflated sense of rage, and yeah, tries to go after Copperhead when they don't have any weapons. Right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanted, um, I, I wanted uh, uh, once again uh, because because uh, because May's edge is is so <laughs> sharp. I just yes. wanted I wanted Shadow to also appear appear to Taylor and just Agent Smith him right in the chest and turn him <laughs> into Shadow too. Now we're all the edgiest characters, and we've got a Jaeger. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. He gets his own matrixing slightly later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, as part of the Shane and his group appear to be doing just fine, they apparently have just vast swaths of the Australian wasteland rigged with mines, like very expensive r- ones. Very expensive mines covering a frankly ridiculous area because. When fighting Copperhead with a Jaeger failed, since their solution is run into the minefield and then set all the mines off as soon as the kaiju comes in. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and like a know, regular minefield isn't mm, kilometers of space. This is no, this is a, a, a kaiju and a Jaeger running full tilt through something mm. that's they're going way faster than like a land vehicle is going to be able to go. And oh yeah, yeah. And it's just, just explosions. Stuff's explosions everywhere. It's like, okay, that is hundreds of thousands of dollars probably of ordnance that you've oh, yeah. set up out there. Yeah, for, for sure. 
But that, that's, uh, and that are now like all useless because you, you you blew all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this sort of also introduces us to a minor character named Spider with a Y, uh, who I'm assuming is just like a little person wearing a weird mask. But given what happens later on, who knows? Honestly, what's going on with some of these characters? Like. Uh, the the possibilities are wide open. Um, I just thought it was an homage to like Master Blaster. They're doing yeah, a lot of Mad Max stuff, so <laughs> they really I, are. Yeah. I I I chose to go with the assumption that he he is actually a Jawa that fell through a portal into <laughs> the series. Into he, really this <laughs> he doesn't fit with any of the other character designs. It's really oh, it's okay, sure. Yep, it's weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Shane is obviously upset about losing all those mines and one of the two arms on the Jaeger and orders our intrepid uh, trio to leave without it. It's his now. You've done You've done enough damage. Get out of here. Well, he uh, was just going to shoot them all. Them. Yeah. No, yeah. he was going to murder them and then May yeah. intervened and like, just, uh, let him, yeah. just let him walk. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. just, just walk away, because we, we <laughs> can't have too many Mad Max references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it it gives us a gives us a little bit of insight into the the Shane and May dynamic. Like he's not just in charge; like she has weight with him at least. But like, yeah, he, he again, Shane's not a nice guy. <laughs> Uh, sure, I won't kill them. I'll just tell the three of them to walk off into the desert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotta gotta leave before sunrise. So that's all good. Um, <laughs> we we swiftly continue on through it. Um, uh, and you know, May knows that something is probably up and is warning Taylor, Haley, and uh, the boy. Uh, to just leave as soon as possible. Like, don't take Shane lightly, which is fair. Uh, <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, poor brain-damaged Joel uh, is having an impossible task attempting to fix a Jaeger that he now no longer remembers any specifications for. Uh, he doesn't even, like, know is... what the parts are when he's holding them. Yeah, which is, it's really sad. Because um, <laughs> it's just like, you know... His arms deep in electrical panels like I don't know what this is what am I holding what is this what does it do uh, but again we're getting some interesting stuff here because while he's forgotten how to fix a mech he has learned how to juggle incredibly <laughs> yes and various other skills that I'm sure he'll put to great use uh, when he inevitably <laughs> reunites with the group and they set mm. off on their whirlwind adventure yeah <laughs> yeah, uh so essentially the the what we're loading for this is that when you drift if the compatibility isn't great there's a risk of like complete cross contamination like losing memories and having them overwritten with someone else's and stuff so he's forgotten all his technical training and has learned like physical skills from the rough rider guys that he drifted with uh, in yes. their place which is Fun and interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, out in the desert, 
Shane's a bad man. He sends one of the, uh, not even one of these, the Ryder Commander, isn't it? Richter? Yeah, it's the it's yeah. the guy yeah. who got his friends painted all over him. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. Um, he sends Richter after the trio to just make sure they don't ever come back. Uh, and uh, we get, we get, you know, a fairly tense fight. It's a grown man with a gun threatening three teenagers. Uh, until he shoots the boy who is apparently completely unaffected. You know. Just just eats a bullet to the chest. No problem. I thought he I I, I think he got he him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? He shot him. Yeah, yeah he shot, shot him in the shot head. Him. Yeah. Oh there we go. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Gets I thought boy was gonna sit up with the bullet in his teeth. <laughs> yeah. So did I, I that so did been. I that would have been great. It would have been <laughs> another great homage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, but this sort of uh, gives them the time to sort of not get shot, get the gun away from Richter, and then May shows up and uh, just kills him. Yep. Well, Taylor was going to kill him, was kind True. of wavering, and then May's like, you don't... Um, you don't need to do this. I will just handle it. Yeah. And yeah. Point blank. Just kills him. You're too soft. For, you're too soft for this kind of work. <laughs> oh, I Let think me. you're right about her just being Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> let me handle this. <laughs> it's not even let me. It's I'll handle this. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is for Maria. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a Sonic D cut. That if anybody can, who anyone listening cares about Sonic, that's gonna make them real angry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, and ha- Joel yeah. also has a ticking clock because Shane said, "Get it fixed before end of the day, or I'm shooting you." And he's yeah. just sitting there, like I don't know what these parts are anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Shane's on a on a really short leash uh, currently. <laughs> uh, not, I, not doing so hot. I I I like uh, that w- within the course of like one and a half episodes, Shane went from being like a um, tough as nails, uh, do what you have to to survive kind of like businessman. Mm. Uh, in the black too, like I will just murder whoever can't do whatever I need them to do in an it's, appropriate it's, amount. It's of the time. worst kind of villain cliche because you're not left with any help, and no one's going <laughs> to like want to even right. work for you if you just indiscriminately murder your underlings. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're killing like your only technician. Like doesn't make any <laughs> yep. sense. Yeah. Even if he's now useless as a technician. And and, yeah. and you also sent, like, your third in command to kill the only other two people who could possibly fix. Yep. yep. Work, on, work on or fix the Jaeger. Yeah, his priorities are a little skewed. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. The post-apocalypse. Mm. <laughs> You're not always making great choices. Um, speaking of not making great choices... Shane is very clearly dangerous and on some kind of hair trigger. He has just sent someone to kill you. He has threatened to kill you if he ever sees you again. 
So obviously you sneak back into his camp <laughs> to uh, take the Jaeger back. Yes. Uh, uh, because we, we need it. We need it. The only way to fix the uh, fix the Jaeger and save Joel from May's point of view is to get Taylor to help him fix it. And then Taylor for the uh, to pay back having saved Joel by fixing the mech can just walk it away. You know? There's fair fair play, everyone gets to live, everyone's happy, except Shane. Uh screw Shane, honestly. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh so Taylor is in the process of fixing up Atlas Destroyer and indeed does so, you know, gets uh lower the AI on board, back online, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the problem is no one is available to co-pilot with him, and so we get more drifting information and lore, which is we get to hear about ghost piloting. Um, these Jaegers are much more advanced than the ones, again, we see in the, uh, at, at least the first film. I don't remember how advanced the ones in the second film are. Uh, and so they actually store, like, full mission data from every previous pilot, that's ever piloted the Jaeger. Uh, and so to learn how to pilot a Jaeger on yourself, just relive the memories of a former pilot of this Jaeger who had to pilot himself when his co-pilot got eaten. <laughs> it yeah. feels Dread like he could have just loaded up his own memories and mm. just pilot with himself. Mm. But it's... maybe the same brainwave isn't enough. Yeah, like, it's not like a duped it needs to be brainwave yeah, yeah, is not need, strong enough yeah yeah it needs uh needs a little bit of extra juice in there um so <laughs> taylor deep dives into the memories of hercules hansen which that's a good name i like that name uh and relives a terrible battle <laughs> obviously it was terrible the co-pilot was straight up killed uh, and learns from Hercules' experience how to pilot the mech on his own, uh, which, again, is they're not designed for that. It's incredibly dangerous and stressful to do. Um, like, it, this is the this is the big thing in Pacific Rim lore. You need you need at least two pilots, otherwise it's not safe. Uh, but he's doing his best. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Haley and the boy have actually been captured, sneaking back into the camp, and so uh, Taylor uses this opportunity to rescue them, which is all well and good. Uh, also rescues May, and at, and and at this point, uh, Shane's men are pulling out the rocket launchers <laughs> and stuff. Yep, which is which is pretty great. Uh, again, incredibly well equipped for the post for the post apocalypse. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, Taylor is, you know, completely wiped out by piloting a Jaeger all on his own and can't go any further. And so the princess and the, the edgelord, uh, Haley and May have to pilot it together. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what's been, what, uh, what it has been building up to since the end of the previous episode of, you know, uh, Haley and May piloted together uh and they they leg it with the with the jaeger so it's joel taylor Haley, may and the boy plus the jaeger atlas destroyer great team wonderful team nothing can go wrong from here correct 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, everything was fine. Nothing bad ever happened again. Um, Shane has attachment issues and keeps calling on the radio until Joel picks it up and says, listen, May doesn't want to talk to you, you abusive, terrible man. Um, which Shane replies, oh, well, can you give her a message for me? Joel says, yes. Tell her I fit all my radios with detonators just in case someone betrays me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, again, uh, the show seems to revel in taking these dark turns every now and then. Um, we had guys getting squeezed through a Jaeger's gills, and now we have uh, Joel painting the scenery as a grenade strapped to a radio, I guess, goes off right next to his head. Uh, I have a lot of questions about yeah. it, it's a radio, it's mm-hmm. it's a transmitter, uh, you yep. want to get rid of that as soon as humanly possible, they've got military grade equipment, there's no reason to think not think that Shane wouldn't be able to track you by yeah. that radio in general. I I don't under I don't understand how this series of events took place. Uh, well, I how mean, else were they going to explode his head? That's true. Yeah, yeah. that was the only way. Um, I, it, it was just like I, he, but was, I, he just, was too powerful to be in the group. He had gained uh, the, the ultimate the ultimate uh, skills um, <laughs> of thirty warriors. <laughs> And that was the thing that also drove me nuts about it, which was like the, that. It seemed like they were actually setting up for something with Joel. It's yeah. like he can, I can throw three knives Knife. into rocks, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> I can juggle grenades. He was throwing, yeah. yeah, he was throwing screwdrivers into a bullseye he had painted on the interior. Of Atlas mm. Destroyer, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it, like yeah, and he wasn't like, and and he's throwing it into there and not like looking at it, which was even. Yes. Yeah. He's just flicking his wrist like idly, like you're like spinning a pen. Mm. But you look, mm. and he's like, "Well, he's chucked them into this target." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just very bizarre to to like do all of this character setup just so you could feel a little bit of attachment when he explodes and, but mm. it, not even that it i because he isn't around long enough to to form any attachment so yeah. he's he he did all it does is just set up like oh yeah this guy's gonna do some weird interesting things with the crew that's why he has he can't repair the jaeger anymore but he's got uh he's got a a, 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 a ill-defined uh list of new abilities that he can do uh and, yeah. and information that he can pull from that will help get the team out of jam but nope he's just <laughs> he's just boom blocked all over yeah. the Australian yeah. landscape. Farewell, Joel. Uh, your time was too short. I'm sure you could have done something really cool uh, <laughs> if you had been allowed to live past two episodes. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, needless to say, this really shakes May up, which was the ultimate goal there. Uh, Shane is a terrible abuser. Uh, and just wants her alone and vulnerable and 
she makes herself alone and vulnerable. She buries Joel and then just leaves. walks off, <laughs> leaves. Um, and with the, with just the worst possible timing, breaches start reoccurring. Um, breaches obviously being the sort of cracks in reality through which kaiju enter our world. Uh, by the time of Pacific Rim the Black, they appear to have come have become uh, way more common. Well, they're uh, everywhere except Pacific... for like it was in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They in, had, like, there a was trench. one in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in a trench. Yeah, that was like the first breach, and now they are just randomly occurring natural disasters. I guess, kind of, um, like you know, just lightning starts appearing, and these orange holes in reality start opening up, and the ground starts falling to pieces. This stuff um, gets sucked into them. Stuff comes out of them. Yeah. I mean, they're they're terrible. Mm, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Uh, Atlas Destroyer is nearly pulled into one, incidentally, uh, with Taylor and Haley managing to jump on board just in time to grab the edge of this newly formed cliff, uh, where the breach entered reality and crawl out, uh, during which time, boy goes missing. <laughs> so yep. Groups really getting split up really quickly. One's dead, two are missing. <laughs> uh, which <laughs> seems to be the pastime of the show. Uh, of, mm. of of Haley's part in the show is literally just being Sandra Bullock in Bird Box and <laughs> God, watching can't, this child can't keep hold of the children. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, they managed to track him down uh, through this just like breach storm is what I would call it. They are just literally popping up everywhere. Uh, and they find a massive, like, war graveyard is the best way to describe it. Like, there are tons of kaiju skeletons around. There are several destroyed Jaegers, as well as a bunch of destroyed drones. Uh, again, expanding on the Pacific Rim universe, you can now have unmanned Jaegers uh, that are just, like, essentially set to combat autopilot. Um... And nothing to do with uh, Evangelion. No, no, absolutely not. Never copy a famous franchise. So I didn't actually. I haven't. I've never seen the the sequel. Was it Uprising? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the I think the drones were introduced in Uprising. Oh yeah, at at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. This is this is um this is all talking about the the twist in Uprising, because the the twist was they had kaiju brain cells in them. Right. Yeah. 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 God, it's been so long. I I watched the original Pacific Rim at least once a year. I've I watched the <laughs> sequel once in theaters. Um, and, and, and then we, and then we tried to podcast about it. <laughs> Like, yeah. with none of us having seen it in a while. Like, I, yeah, I remember was there was, there was a, <laughs> they had a weapon and they did a cool fight. Yeah. And yeah, the fights were cool. Let's start it. Yeah. <laughs> Scientist yeah. was a bad um, guy. Yeah. 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 Um, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is remnants from all that kind of era of Pacific Rim. Uh, they have the drones, they have the slightly more advanced Jaegers, there are absolute tons of kaiju, uh, all 
dead, or in the case of the Jaegers, I guess, destroyed. Uh, the Jaeger itself is not dead. Um, Lower, the onboard AI, uh, freaks out when it sees a downed Jaeger named Horizon Bravo uh, and refuses to expand on that and says, oh no, it was just a little system glitch when I screamed at the sight of this fallen Jaeger. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> This show loves uh loves hooks. Um, yeah. This yeah, show lo- loves loves setup and absolutely no payoff. Um, mm-hmm. um and I had a question for all of you about the Kaiju Jaeger graveyard. Did yeah. anyone else get the impression that this used to be like this entire area used to be underwater? Like I yeah, know this yeah. like the bottom of an ocean, or, you know the yeah the underwater seafloor is what we want mm. that the seafloor. <laughs> yeah, because I because it didn't make any sense. Like it didn't feel like the Jaegers. I, I it's really hard to explain, but it felt like this was like a dumping ground. But it yeah. used to be, but it it used to actually just be off the like has the the fundamental like geography of the planet changed (laughs) i mean i'll I'll tell you one i'll tell you one thing i know about australia australia is really flat we just really don't have any canyons like that for the most part so this was absolutely below sea level at some point because yeah (laughs) okay good i'm glad that it wasn't just me and i was uh, I I was I was baffled because at first I thought they were underwater, and then mm. I realized that it wasn't. But I was like, everything about this feels like even when they were walking around, like it's so dusty, mm. it looked like sea sediment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like it's possible, like with the breaches and stuff, some seafloor trench ended up on the Australian coast. <laughs> Who knows well, I mean, it, it's, it is scooting stuff around where it's, you know, yeah. taking things. And if another breach opens up, it just spat it back out somewhere else because the, the layout mm. of everything looks like as if, if they're, cause they do all the, the, the primary, the primary, the um, majority of the fighting they're doing is in the ocean. Yeah. And we know yeah. that when they were doing the, um, the blackout bomb, like the the mm. EMP that they were trying to set off in the water with um, uh, Hercules Hansen. Yes. Uh, it's in the water, so that all would have just, like, sunk. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah. then they just, like, get deposited on the seafloor. So that's what this looks like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that, I, I, listen, I buy it 100%. makes sense to me um (laughs) uh they find the boy uh right on a dramatic like cliff edge in front of a breach reaching out his hands as this uh category three kaiju just emerges out of it essentially (laughs) um again this kid's really weird he seems drawn to things uh he is some would say excessively predatory. His hobby appears to be chasing and catching scorpions. <laughs> and eating snakes. He's eating yes. snakes. All kinds of stuff. Uh, as an Australian, I must legally tell you, don't do that. 
respect our poisonous and venomous wildlife, please. Well, I mean, uh, basically <laughs> everything, all of your wildlife is that, from what I've been told by the internet. <laughs> Given, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it literally exploding with things that will murder you with just a drop of venom. <laughs> I mean, we have a bush called the suicide bush because yep. it causes horses to run off cliffs when they touch it, so I can't really argue that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Australia's not a great place um, to be uh, unwary with touching natural things. <laughs> um, you know, like, I'm pretty sure there's about the same number of venomous and non-venomous snakes, but, you know... Could be wrong. Could be more venomous than non-venomous off the top of my head. I don't know. Yes, um, but but everything. It's everything there. You can't even go, oh, look, oh, look yeah, at that yeah, cute yeah. blue-ringed octopus. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead because oh, I'm I, blue I, I saw that video and my brain just almost shut down. Um, <laughs> there's a video a couple months ago of a tourist just picking up a blue-ringed octopus. I was like, oh, God, they're, they're going to die. They were fine. It must have been really sleepy or something. Yep. Um, or they were just incredibly lucky. Yeah, don't touch things. If you hey, come to Australia, it's great. If it's alive, don't touch it. Just best not to. You know. Um, <laughs> this goes for kaiju as well. Don't touch the kaiju. Um, <laughs> they will mess your Jaeger up, especially if it only has one arm. Uh, fortunately. Some hooks do pay off, uh, and that big, shrouded-in-fog, uh, red-light kaiju mech thing from the previous episodes shows up just in time to save the day? <laughs> More or less. The, the, to, um, to, 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 enter, to interface with the weird child we found in the because yeah. because we can't yes yes we did pay this off but this payoff is just another setup so there haha we're at God. even God. <laughs> now, um, now you now no one knows what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah this this is uh this is payoff for that earlier and technically kind of payoff for the pacific rim uprising film oh uh, yeah because right the, the plot of that film was these independent jaeger drones much less costly in terms of human life to pilot, but could be secretly infected by kaiju brain cells uh, in their computing. <laughs> um, and indeed, they all were, uh, except for this one, uh, which formed a symbiotic relationship with the bioorganic material within it uh, and became a creature named Apex, which, you know, a little on the nose, but sure. Um, it's it's an enormous black and red clawed fanged gorilla mech. Um, it's honestly pretty cool. I'm into it. Yes, that's <laughs> the that's the real explicit Ava <laughs> reference, right? Oh yeah, there. when the when the mech's face opens up and all there are is teeth, that's an Ava. Yep, <laughs> that's an Ava. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we get a we get a bit of a flashback, um, and apparently it had already established a mental connection with the boy uh, back in Meridian City, uh, and with a little more scanning and uh, remote distance drifting, 
which again, really interesting. Uh, it can just eye beam you and forcibly drift with you. Um, it's got it's got a it's got a Wi-Fi drift unit. Um, oh god, five five G. This yeah. is the true five G. It's it's been kaiju yeah. brain cells the entire time. Oh my god! Well, that's what's in the towers. <laughs> uh, wow, I wonder if that's probably a big conspiracy theory now too. Like some oh, yeah. alien brain cells in the towers or some garbage I mean, like that. If it's if it's not now, you've brought it into the public consciousness. I, yeah, so I mean, I mean, they they just put up a five G tower like down a uh, 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 pole down the block, and mm. I could imagine some uh, uh, ill slash uninformed person being uh, questioning why there needs to be such a uh, a bulbous end at the top of it, and wondering <laughs> if maybe there's an alien brain canister inside oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. That's absolutely where the mind control brain. Yeah, you want us. You want to stick a. You want to stick a alien psychic brain in front of a liquor store. That's where you. That's where it'll get the most use. You know, you get you get the people who are you know a little more susceptible to suggestion. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, Apex has decided that. Well, if you're friends of the small boy in a in a test tube, uh, you are friends of me. Uh, you appear to be missing an arm on your mech. Here, have this one. And just yanks the arm off one of the fallen Jaegers. I do really like <laughs> I really I do actually like that they're they're modular like that. Mm. It's so cool. And it it's uh it fits with the films as well, because that's a big thing. Like they have these like like the arms and limbs and head are all removable and they lock through this series of rotating gates and and uh pins mm. as well as you know actual circuitry connection and stuff um which is nice again uh, season 2 is uh coming if i remember correctly it this is confirmed open, yeah yep. yeah this leaves open a path for uh if not character development on the human side, at the very least, character development for Atlas Destroyer. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. This. I think this leaves open more than that, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get yeah, there. True. Yeah, um, I can just imagine by the end of Season 2, this mech is going to be the most color-clashing thing imaginable. <laughs> it's hideous. So beautiful. Oh, the, no, they'll do, they'll absolutely, like, read, reach another settlement and then get a complete, like, paint job redone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get a little montage of Boy in his overalls with a big paintbrush and a straw hat. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just, like, I actually visualize, like, <laughs> like, not, not, not the exact Tom Sawyer imagery, yeah. but just, yeah. like, Boy and Haley, like Haley, like paints the boy's nose, and it's Got like, it. uh, and I'm just like, because I'm remembering what happens in this in 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 this the episode after this yeah, one, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's okay. Oh, oh geez, Haley, <laughs> Taylor's got me painting this whole dang. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I I do really appreciate that the thing with Apex is is it isn't even like it isn't even related to Taylor. It is literally no. just the boys' fixation on Haley because Haley's been the only one taking care of him. Yeah, yeah. Like Taylor's fine. Haley is good. Therefore, Taylor is probably fine. 
thus thus spake Apex. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, to be fair, the arm they get from Apex is from the coolest named Jaeger in the series thus far, which is Chaos Nemesis. Which, yeah, that's a good name for a that's Jaeger. That's very, um, very Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I like it. Um, <laughs> And uh, it is, it, they have a weapon now. They have a vanadium steel saber chain. Yes. Which is like a modular steel whip. Speaking of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Mortal Kombat movie's out. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but it's brought Get Over Here back into the cultural lexicon, so it can't be that bad. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, not only does the mech have two arms again, uh, it's got a weapon now. They're no longer <laughs> completely defenseless. Um, and uh, Apex goes back to eating kaiju um, while Boy, Taylor, and Haley walk their way back inside uh, the Jaeger. And it's time for the end of Season 1 of Pacific Rim the Black, uh, which, you know, this feels like it's this all blends together, but like it, it runs pretty quickly. And it it does. feels like it should be should last longer because this comes up overall, honestly, really abruptly. <laughs> um, but the, the the pacing so far hasn't actually felt bad necessarily. Um, it's just like the personally episode seven, the final episode. It just kind of immediately. You know, some stuff happens, and then it's the end of the show. Ooh. Yeah, it's the end of it, but it's it's really show. just like <laughs> the climax of the storyline. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the it it's the climax of the Copperhead arc. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> just it. it's just putting everything at like it really feels like the end of a prologue. Yes. Yeah. It's like we've set everything way. up. We have our players. We have our stuff going on, and then now we have to answer about twenty more questions that we've brought up over the course of seven episodes. So season two, yeah. Woo. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. You know, Taylor is sort of pressing the onboard AI for information about why it freaked out. Uh. But she refuses to answer any questions. I'm going to make the assumption. Uh, that the AI really actually emphasize the I in AI and are full sentient conscious beings contained within the Jaegers that have been they... fully <laughs> oppressed by the human society. <laughs> I think something like that's the case because he drifts with Loa. Mm. Like yeah. they're they're in they're in headspace to talk rather than talking yeah. out loud. Yeah. So, like, there's a, a consciousness there, at the very least. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, maybe maybe uh, Atlas Destroy and Horizon Bravo had a thing at some point. You know, late at night all the pilots are asleep and all the Jaegers get out and, you know, go out for a night on the town. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but they detect a signal from another Jaeger. Uh, coming from the nearby Clayton City, and so they head over that way. Uh, someone shoots at their Jaeger, how dare they, because they missed the very obvious turn-back sign written in either 
paint or blood on the top of a building. Um, May is May saw them coming and literally just wrote "Go away." I choose uh, to think it's blood. Yeah, yeah I was going to say because it, blood. because it's May, it has to be it has to be blood. <laughs> Nothing's edgier than this. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the only pigment that can that can project my angst. Leave uh, me alone. Leave me uh, alone. <laughs> and it's on this high building that you can't see from ground level. So yep, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. Uh, so they 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 stop, but they don't go away. Uh, May assumed they were tracking her when they just coincidentally came here. Uh, May has come home to a cafe. She remembers. Uh, her memory is not incredible of her pre-apocalypse. Uh, years, but she definitely spent a lot of time in this cafe with her parents before she met Shane one day. Uh, Well, she doesn't even know (laughs) that much. Uh, And we we did get a bit of um, extra character development with uh, Joel. Mm. Uh, When Joel tells her that, um, hey, you know that drifting device that shane has he did that to you may and and overwrote your childhood memories like he stole you from your parents oh yeah (laughs) she was like no i saw his memories as well when we drifted like oh no he's got a whole set of people's memories on a usb stick yeah (laughs) he just put one of those in (laughs) what what once again if you if you got a what if you've got a weapon that can just give people your point of view that seems yeah. significantly like granted you you have to that's why you choose high high value targets you, you even though yeah. you have to sit them in a chair you get you get an important person and then you make oh, them yeah. see the world your way as opposed <laughs> to threatening to blow them up. yeah but uh, shane doesn't know what he has I'm like Shane. You, you, you were like subtle for like three seconds, and then yeah. it was nice when it was ambiguous whether or not he was truly villainous or just a pragmatist. Um, yep. <laughs> and like, no, uh, but, we're gonna know. go full Jeremy Irons, yep. angry at the at, at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. verging um, into Nicolas Cage territory <laughs> dangerously. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, May has some past here in this cafe, and so they all take a break together. Uh, surprisingly, this cafe hasn't been looted and still has a supply of hot chocolate. Yes. Uh, the boy is a fan, which, hey, fair enough. If you'd never had anything like that before, you would probably be a fan. <laughs> the only thing I've ever drank is artificially created amniotic <laughs> Yeah, about, about that. Um, <laughs> and I've had some scorpions. Uh, and yeah, yeah, some, some scorpion scorpions. venom, some snake <laughs> venom. I'm full of toxins, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Which like, uh, I've just been listening to this long um, uh, kung fu series where like that's a thing. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> one one of the guys he oh. accidentally drinks this one. 
um, snake venom or snake blood <laughs> that a snake that's been prepared for 15 years being fed on other snakes and it would <laughs> make it would make someone immortal if it had been like sitting for a year longer <laughs> so now the the guy is like proof against any kind of snake venom but doesn't know it <laughs> because oh, he accidentally nice. drank the blood yeah that's amazing it, it was really good <laughs> to say is, is it going to be like poison arrow frogs as long as he keeps eating poisonous and venomous things he's just going to start sweating poison he's just like secreting it don't touch him Oh, oh man, just, he was just eating mushrooms, and now he's hallucinogenic. Yeah. If you touch him, oh gosh! And he, and, but but now he's like the master of like anything involving like cloth fighting because he oh, yeah. just sweats all over it, and towel whips oh. you. Oh god! <laughs> or he can like secrete a different poison um, from a from each fingertip. Yes, yeah, master yeah. of the ten oh, ten poison fist. Uh, yeah, that would be yeah. so cool. God, that is one of oh, my man. favorite bits of nature trivia. Like the Z- London Zoo just found out unintentionally that poison dart frogs aren't poisonous if they don't eat a specific diet. Uh- <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, yeah, wait, I already knew that. I knew yeah. that. Yeah, uh. yeah. But like, uh. I-, I can only assume the discovery was a keeper went in to clean the in- the enclosure and a dart frog jumped on their exposed skin and they thought they were going to die. die. And- just three days later, like, are these actually poisonous? <laughs> you, yeah, got, you, um, you got jumped on by the less blue one. Uh, right. I see, I see. Um, but, but the yeah. problem is is that you, you panicked and then ate a bunch of fugu <laughs> immediately <laughs> after. If I'm going out, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> oh, or you're um, like, I'm just immune to any neurotoxins. Yep, maybe. <laughs> you never know till you try. Um, uh, yeah, they 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 relax, they have a good time. Uh, there's a jukebox. They play some music and uh, some very some <laughs> very American music for this American country um, western for this Australian uh, restaurant that was owned by uh, Asian people. I'm not going to say it's impossible to have happened. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is like a section of people who would definitely do something like that in this country um, <laughs> and i'm not discriminating against them they're fine they're allowed to do what they want in their restaurant absolutely just, just i don't know man personally i um, just i just had a lot of questions about how this place came to be yeah, it's, it's a, listen, we're a very multicultural society, and that includes the American West and the Asian East coming yes. together as one in this small downtown cafe on the Australian East Coast, <laughs> apparently. Just um, so Taylor can show off his sweet dance moves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, May, May does not stand for this for very long and kicks them all out, uh, because, you know... Uh, terrible abuse done to you and emerging uh unhappy memories will make you uh, a little unstable emotionally and so our trio heads off through the city uh and finds the wreck of hunter vertigo which was their parents jaeger notable for those big cryo cannons on the shoulders yep yep um this is hey 
he is an actual like story beat. Ever since the first episode, these kids have been wondering what exactly happened to their parents, and here is their downed, uh, beat up, heavily eroded Jaeger in the middle of this city, nowhere near the extraction zone. Uh, yeah, uh, they they head in, and there are no bodies, which is a good start. <laughs> like the, their parents aren't just dead inside the mech. Uh, and there are indeed uh, some last messages left behind, you know, like engaging kaiju, the, the standard thing, you know, missiles have jammed, we're running out of ammunition, etc., etc. It's, yeah, it is what it is. Um, there is a hmm? they they leave what I like when they evacuate. There's like that final message before they evacuate, telling uh, I think it's telling. Either an oh, unnamed character, uh, like a named character that we haven't met, or somebody that that mm. we have to to get them to um, either at the extraction site or to another location, like to actually yeah. go back for the kids. Yeah, um, which yeah. clearly didn't happen. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they tried. Um. But yeah, they they found they found the uh, the Jaeger that was giving off the distress signal. They found their parents' Jaeger. Like there's a big story beat. Obviously, we need to go back and get into Atlas Destroyer and you know get everything set up and get ourselves on our way to pursue this Lee. There's one problem: uh, the minefield didn't kill Copperhead. Nope, just, just knocked, knocked him out. Just knocked him out, made him real mad. Uh, so he has tracked atlas destroyer this entire way uh pushed it over they did just kind of leave it standing in a side street um <laughs> uh pushed it over and uh really um uh, really just started messing it up uh obviously this is just fine uh Haley gets caught under a whole bunch of rubble and uh the boy stays to take care of her while Taylor and May, who is obviously there because they parked the kaiju next to her cafe, uh, <laughs> have to work together to pilot uh, Atlas Destroyer and fight off Copperhead. Uh, which, hey, we get a we get a proper big fight because this is the first time we've had a Jaeger versus kaiju fight so far where the Jaeger has had an actual weapon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apart from some flashes in the first episode. Uh, is. It's uh, it's pretty fun, um, <laughs> but the uh, the big twist happens slightly before Atlas Destroyer gets into the action. Unfortunately, um, Copperhead's about to charge and crush the boy and Haley, and uh, the boy turns into a big angry blue kaiju and fights him off temporarily. Yep. So it's also Attack on Titan now. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is exactly that. It is uh, Attack it is, on Titan. It is Pacific Rim meets Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the boy was not necessarily a uh, human experiment gone awry, as I initially assumed when I started watching this show. Uh, the explanation uh, given by the uh, the show is that the people. The beings that create the kaiju have created essentially infiltrator type kaiju uh, that can pass as human at least for a time 
<laughs> which, you know, explains why the boy sees everything with the weird kaiju vision with, you know, humans glowing gold, etc. Uh, explains why he doesn't talk, why he's either incredibly physically strong or psychic to a degree. Again, I think not it's sure both. It. Probably <laughs> both. Um, and of course, he wasn't hurt by being shot in the head with a gun because presumably he has the same body mass regardless of what size he is. Which is Maybe. weird because I think they've been carrying him. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, but either way, he, he's got the health pool of a full grown kaiju, yeah. so he's getting shot with a nine millimeter handgun isn't gonna isn't gonna be the end for him, clearly. Um <laughs> uh, unfortunately he's not very good at being a kaiju and is more or less immediately just buried under a bunch of rubble as well. Well, he's yeah. also like one fourth the size of Copperhead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cop Copperhead is a very large kaiju and this is uh, one of the littler ones, but you know, he's he's a growing lad. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, at this point, Taylor and May in Atlas Destroyer get into the fight. Uh, they get to use their cool, like, cutting whip chain harpoon weapon, uh, which is pretty damn cool. I like this. Um, I think there was a mech with something similar in Pacific Rim Uprising. Off the top of my head. I so, think so. Um, I know there was yeah. the Electro Whip ones. Mmm, Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, it's a good weapon as long as you can aim it properly. And hey, Taylor put in the investment. He, yes, earlier. we did get a training montage. We did train, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, having been protected by the boy and freed from the rubble, Haley uh, runs back over to Hunter Vertigo, uh, which had one jammed missile left as its only remaining ammunition. Uh, not, and not just a missile, a, a, a nuke. <laughs> a nuke. Now, a pocket nuke a that she nuke. kicks. She kicks it. Yeah, kicks it. I don't know. Like, a mini nuke, to be fair. The city doesn't disappear <laughs> when this thing is fired. But still, yeah, it's like a radioactive missile. Uh, which, great, I guess. It's very uh, localized. Yeah. Very localized. Very, very localized. No fallout. Totally fine. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. She just straight up kicks the casing of the firing mechanism to dislodge this nuclear missile, <laughs> uh, and then uh, you know hits Copperhead head on with it uh, just at the right moment and completely destroys it because you know this arc has to end. Copperhead can't be a recurring villain; he has no character. The only thing we know about him is he likes to eat Jaegers. Yes, we need a little more to work with there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, at which point uh, the the group of Taylor, May, and Haley kind of all gather around boy trapped in the rubble, and they're like, "Oh God, what is this?" Uh, he's freaking out, but he seems to calm down when Haley, you know, approaches him calmly, uh, and a group of women in religious garb on a nearby rooftop. <laughs> look down on the scene and declare that the kaiju messiah has arrived <laughs> yep yeah what was that about hooks leonard yeah and that's the end <laughs> of season one <laughs> yeah yeah um 
for clarification, these are the sisters that um people are trading with out in the hills nearby, I suppose. Yes. Uh this this religious order that worships kaiju, maybe? This is this is the Seems this is like? the new faction that will be full <laughs> of of murderous monsters that cause you to question why anybody follows. Yeah, yeah, because it totally reads as if they are also <laughs> kaiju people. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, because they're they're all wearing masks. They have uh, they have uh, yeah. a weird voice filter that makes it sound like they might be te- communicating telepathically. It's mm. all the and they've yeah. got a bunch of the small kaiju dogs which they control. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, um, but you know they're 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 at least interesting. Like the idea that these uh, infiltrator style kaiju might have made a like community in yes. out in the black, uh, and you know like earlier on in the series they were trading four kaiju eggs, which everyone was asking, "Why do you want these? Like you can't eat them, you can't do anything with them. They hatch into monsters if you hatch them." Uh, and, you know, or how are the, you build an army with them? Yeah, yeah, with the implication that um, you know, let the humans be their own downfall. We'll make sure these kaiju get born in just the right place. Um, yeah, the, like I think they're an interesting setup for like a season two villain with probably Shane coming in partway through as well because he's still out there threatening underlings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's like um. It's interesting. It's not where I expected it would go. Um, like when we when we saw Boy in a tube in like a military research facility, my thought was, you know, the human military is experimenting with kaiju stuff. Uh, they're they're just putting the brains around. and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brain we in got a all these kaiju cells. Got to put them somewhere. Mm. Yeah, we're running out of test tubes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you two uh, think of this sort of reveal near the end? Well, uh, knowing there's season two on the way, it's fine. If this just ended this way and you never had heard about, like, are they going to make another season? Then this would have been incredibly frustrating because it doesn't have any payoff. Mm. It only just raises oh, yeah. more questions. We don't get a, like, we don't know what happened to their parents. They Mm. They left the the wreck of their um, Jaeger. Maybe they yeah. made it. We don't know. But if they had made it, you know, it just raises more questions on that part. It does not. It's not like a final. The kids know what happened. Yeah. It's yeah. More that like, feels. Well, we know why they didn't immediately come get us. But <laughs> mm. this this thing has also been pinging SOS for the last five years. Yeah. Oh, have a long guess. Sorry, five years. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, the parent thing feels like it's going to be a, a like it's a long term dangling thread, which I'm just like, Ugh. there's rarely a satisfying conclusion to the what happened to our parents thread in mm. in media. Um, yeah. uh, so I really hope that they don't keep that thing going on for too long no they i mean it would have been better had they just let them find like their bodies or something yeah Mm. or or at least one 
Mm-hmm. I was uh, there was a, a, an aspect when Shane was first introduced, and I was like, man, like used to be a Jaeger pilot. Like I feel like the Shane character isn't completely and totally ruined and that they could like they can't walk him back like he's still like a crazy psychopath um but they could at least try to explore uh like some actual backstory with him um Mm. because i just assumed that he like clearly he has to have had some kind of uh training if he's able to utilize the 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 drift um machine to literally just read people's minds so yeah. i was expecting that to be a thing uh but then he just went uh, uh full on cuckoo for cocoa puffs kind of kind of shoot them all well it felt like they were trying to do something like um hannibal from the films but then just forgot mm. to add any kind of charisma yeah 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 Falls just a They're like, oh, we didn't make him likable <laughs> at all. Yeah. He's just horrible, no. actually. Yeah. And um, only one of the two. In Australia, we only have two people that are actually from Australia, and they're both bad yep. guys. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to say, like, <laughs> I don't want to say his lack of charm is the Australian accent. <laughs> because as an Australian, that sounds bad. But like, well, when you've coded your only villain as actually Australian, it's making it a problem. You know, he doesn't doesn't sound like he has the refinement necessary to have that kind of suave, charming, villainous nature. Right, he lives in a camp he decided to call Bogan. (laughs) I'm assuming there are just bags of goon or whatever just stacked up in all of those tents. It's probably a terrible place. Um... Like if you, yeah, if you name if you're naming your your settlement bogan, sure you can wear as many suits as you want, but you're not going to be a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think overall, the thing that I would like to see most out of season two is um less tonal whiplash. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it goes from being, it it goes from being like real silly and goofy to like literally that this guy's head just exploded. It's Mm. it's 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 like weirdly bloodless in some places. Uh, My Mm. my first example being like after the initial uh, Copperhead confrontation in the very first episode. um, Yeah. And they're like, oh, we, everyone's dead. We lift up the rubble. Oh, they're just... They're just fine. sleeping. They're just sleeping. Mm. Yeah, exactly. These character models are just sleeping. Like, <laughs> if, if, if it had been a video game, I would have expected the character models to have been T-posing underneath the rubble. Yeah, well, yeah. you have four, four screenwriters and one, two, three... three directors splitting duties between all these episodes so it's mm. not surprising yeah um i just hope that that gets reined in a little 
because I think that was well, rain it in was... or let it go. Like, yeah, don't mm. do the weird shuffle of like, is it gonna be crazy or is this maybe we're not kid friendly? Now we are. No, yeah, this is for who pick a target audience is the problem. Yes. Mm. Um. So those are th- that's my thought. Uh, those are my <laughs> thoughts on the on the first season. I, I um. Yeah, it's the like I said, the tonal whiplash is probably the biggest thing. Uh tonal yeah. whiplash and the fact that Shane is a crazy nut job like <laughs> psychopath, um, but has managed to ru- keep Bogan running for who knows how long. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. <laughs> I can see it happening here. Oh, that's all I'll say on the Australian poll. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, the it, they like of uh, uh, invoking the uh, like a lot of the um, Mad Max uh, imagery and like mm. uh, concepts a lot in at least in this first season. Really, it, it Shane should have been more akin to Tina Turner's character from uh, Beyond Thunderdome where she is <laughs> she is ruthless and she is pragmatic but she mm. knows how to keep the thing running and you yeah. don't do that by being a crazy person you do that by having a bunch of obscure roles that you can trick people into giving yeah. you a valid yeah. reason to get rid of them <laughs> yeah exactly um who knows maybe he'll get better development next season We'll see. They just don't even bring him there. back. You're like, okay. What? <laughs> Shane returned I... to his hometown where he died peacefully. Either that, or I want it to be something <laughs> crazy where what the next time that Shane appears, like, like he has like third degree burns on like half of his oh, body, yeah. and he also yeah. has like this horrible, like, um, uh, <laughs> uh, um. The, like Jerry rigged Jaeger, and oh, he was just like, boring. "I just used, I just used all of Bogan's resources to to scavenge <laughs> all of the all the parts needed to get my own Jaeger <laughs> just for revenge." And this is the price that I paid. Like, just go full, oh, like Dave said, just go just, full on with it. You just know what? Do I that, and then have like spiders strapped to his back, controlling everything from the back. Oh, oh yeah, what if spider's part. like his like his drift companion, but he just keeps <laughs> spider in the Jaeger in the in the <laughs> the entire time, just attached yeah. to the. Uh, yeah. See, see, fixing characters um, as we talk yeah. about. Like I, I can see it work because I'll tell you one thing: it can't be too hard to track a Jaeger. I'm assuming they could just follow those footprints all over Australia. Right, and they would find that Jaeger graveyard full of scrapped but uh, scrapped Jaegers with usable parts. Yep, like wouldn't be a bad twist for like mid season or end of end of this end of season two to have Shane show up on his terrible jury rigged Jaeger. Yep, <laughs> has like a, yeah, ki- a kaiju Jaeger bow and hammer. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes people producing to <laughs> Pacific Rim the Black. <laughs> uh, uh, well, oh my goodness. I think, yeah, I think that'll probably about wrap us up. 
Yeah, I think so. I don't got anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Monster Dear Monster. Um, if you would like to keep up to date with the show, you can follow us at mon underscore dmonster on Twitter or go to monsterdear.monster, I believe. Correct? Yes. Yes. Good. Uh, it's it's a somewhat obscure website domain, so my brain always tells me that's not right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to see what I'm up to specifically, you can follow me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, you can come see some of the 3D printing stuff I'm up to while I am unable to leave my home. Um, <laughs> Dave, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at sentinut underscore plus. Mm-hmm. It'll just be in the notes. I'm never yeah, going to spell yeah. it out. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> you don't have to put yourself through that. Um, and Leonard, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter by searching at Dr. Faust is dead. I'm doing some photo stuff, uh, oh. which has been uh, new. I figured uh, since I bought all these lights, I should probably use them. Um, and I've got some video projects uh, in the pipeline that I am not going to discuss yet, but uh, <laughs> know that stuff is being worked on as always. Yeah. Uh, you can also find my work on YouTube uh, by also searching Dr. Fast is Dead. Uh, and you'll encounter some video essays and some other stuff. Uh, and that's me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening to uh, Monster Dear Monster. We've got some fun stuff lined up for the next uh, few episodes when we figure out the exact schedule. Uh, we'll probably have a little more Nick Cage, but there's lots of other things. Um, as always, if you have any feedback, or suggestions, or, you know, like if you want us to look at something in particular, please contact us. Uh, we don't receive a ton of feedback, but we are always happy to hear it. Um, until next time, farewell. Bye-bye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>